Good Erev Shabbos. Here we are uh, shortly before Shabbos. I want to share with you um, some insights into this week's double header, double whammy Parsha um, that I think is extremely profound and, and could be life-changing, uh, certainly on a theological, philosophical level. And we have two Parshas. The first one is called Achremos. The second one is, and it's, it's called Kedoshim. Achremos talks about the death of Aaron's sons, which took place actually a few weeks ago on Parsha's Shemini. Shemini, as we mentioned, is the eighth day, the eighth day of after the uh, seven days of inauguration of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle. And the eighth day was the day uh, that the Mishkan was completed. But the joy of that day was marred. Because on that day, Aaron's two sons died tragically. How did they die? Why did they die? So we discuss more about that in this week's Parsha. The Torah says explicitly that they died from coming close to God. We have to understand what that means. It also says that they brought a strange fire that they were not commanded to bring. They went inside a place called the Kodesh Kedashim the Holy of Holies, the innermost sanctum of the tabernacle and of the temple, the Holy of Holies, and they brought an incense or a fire offering that was not commanded, and then they died. So why is that? Why did they die? After we learn about the death of Aaron's sons, we are the rest of the Parsha, for the most part, discusses the laws of Yom Kippur. So what's the connection between Yom Kippur and the death of Aaron's sons? And I want to share with you an incredible possible parallel between the two ideas. Then comes Parshas Kedoshim. And without going into all the details, Parshas Kedoshim talks about different relationships, which are forbidden, as is Achremos, talks about um, ancestral relationships and things. And then there are numerous, numerous other mitzvahs, numerous mitzvahs, in Parsha's Kedoshim. And the question is, why do we have all these mitzvahs suddenly? And what does Kedoshim mean? So the word, that's really the point of this class tonight. We're going to talk about what Kedoshim, what does the word Kedosh mean in Hebrew? And it's often translated as holy. So I want to share with you tonight a definition of holiness. So real quick before we do that, there are a number of different reasons given in the Talmud for why Aaron's sons died. Now, the simple explanation is the Torah says they came close to God. They brought an offering that they were not commanded, and therefore they were killed. But the Talmud gives numerous other explanations in addition to that. And the question is why? What's the need for all these extra explanations? The Torah says clearly they brought a strange fire that they weren't commanded to bring. So we have to understand why there are all these additional explanations. Let me share you some of these explanations. One is that they were drunk. They went in to perform the service in the Holy of Holies drunk. Now that is a very strange thing to do. Why did they do that? Another answer is that they went into the Holy without permission. They weren't allowed to go in there. They were not commanded to go in, and that's why. Another is that they didn't get married. And an additional reason, and as a... As a as a uh, result of them not getting married, is that they didn't have children. And finally, that they didn't wash their hands and feet before doing the work in the Holy of Holies. And there's an additional answer of that they were somehow disrespectful to Moshe and Aaron. And uh, 
but that one is a, maybe perhaps slightly different direction, but all the others I believe have a common theme as we'll discuss shortly. So what is the connection going on between the son, death of Aaron's sons and Yom Kippur? As we know, Yom Kippur is the holiest day of the year. And it depends who you ask. If you ask a Kabbalist or a Hasidic person, they'll tell you that actually Purim is the holiest day of the year. But uh, that's for another time, another talk. Purim, but uh, the connection is that Yom Kippur in Hebrew is uh, means the day that's like Yom Kippurim is the way that you say Yom Kippur in the Torah. It means the day that's like Purim, so that Purim is even holier than Yom Kippur. And we might tie that in at the end if there's time. So what is holiness? When you think of a holy person, what comes to mind? Now, I've asked this question many, many times, and it depends how Jewish the person is that I'm asking the question. If the person is very Jewish, they'll say someone who keeps kosher, someone with a long beard, someone who uh, does a lot of mitzvahs. But if you ask someone that's not so familiar with Judaism, they won't give you such a Jewish answer. They're going to tell you something else. They're usually going to tell you someone who is very simple, someone who is very disconnected from physicality, and uh, who spends their day in prayer or meditation. So if you ask someone without a Jewish background, what does a non, what does a holy person eat? And they'll tell you tofu bread and water, uh, brown rice. And and if and, and the, if you ask them, what does a holy person sleep on? They'll tell you they, won't, they don't sleep very much and they sleep on a board or on the floor. If you ask them, who does a holy person sleep with? They will tell you nobody. They sleep with God. They are celibate. So that is very clear that the, the non-Jewish understanding of holiness is someone who's completely disconnected from physical pleasure disconnected from physicality they don't talk a lot they don't eat a lot and they don't engage and they don't sleep a lot and they don't engage in physical pleasure or connection to uh to physical things and that certainly is the non-jewish understanding of holiness the problem is from a jewish perspective it is completely not correct Perhaps it's not wrong for a not for non-Jews, but for Jews it is incorrect, and that is not the Jewish definition of holiness. So let's explore what kadosh means, kiddush, kedusha. It's uh, and let's try to take out of the word the word holiness from our minds because it's so incorrect. The word kedusha. I'm going to share with you four things, five things that share that root in Hebrew, and through that we'll try to understand what it means. One is Kedushin is an expression for marriage. Marriage is called Kedushin. Another we're probably most familiar with is Kiddush. Kiddush is something that we say uh, on a cup of wine Friday night before Shabbos. And we make Kiddush at other occasions as well on a cup of wine. Kiddush. And additionally, we have something called, something else you might be familiar with is the Kaddish prayer, which is said over someone who passes away, and uh, that's that's something interesting to uh, to understand the connection there. Um, someone who dies, um, who dies for Hashem's sake, it's called to die uh, for for God. is called a kiddush Hashem, sanctifying God's name. 
we'll actually discuss this one more next week's Parsha, because actually we have this mitzvah next week's Parsha. And then um, animal sacrifices are called kadshim. The animal sacrifices that are brought in the temple, kadshim, again, the same root word. So what's the connection between all these these uh, these ideas? We have marriage. We have something to do perhaps with death. We have the laws of animal sacrifices. We have kiddush, which is made Friday night on a cup of wine. And in order to open this up, we're going to look at another word that shares the root in Hebrew, and that is a kadesha. What's a kadesha? A kadesha is a woman, and a kadesh is a man of ill repute. Somewhat a harlot, prostitute, very unholy. So what in the world is the connection between all these concepts? So the answer is that the word kedusha, the simple sense of the word, means something that's designated or set aside, something that's distinguished. Just like a prostitute is set aside for an unholy purpose, so when we make Kiddush Friday night, specifically on a cup of wine, we're distinguishing Shabbos from the rest of the week. When a person gets married, they're saying, this person is separate and from from every other person in the world. I'm and now another and uh, animal sacrifices are distinct. They have special laws. And uh, we're going to put aside the the uh, the laws of saying Kaddish for someone who passed away. And uh, maybe we'll tie it in at the end. But what what is uh, what does all this have to do with each other? What what's going on here? Um, so the answer is that the word kiddish doesn't just mean set aside; it means disconnected from everything else in order to connect. In order to connect the word, and we've seen in a, in a, so one place in the Torah, I mean, Kadesh Asa'am, sanctify the people means gather them together. It means bring things disconnected in order to connect. Because if you think about it, marriage is the greatest example of this. In marriage, we disconnect from every relationship in the world in order to connect specially to one person. That's the idea of Kiddush. And Shabbos, we disconnect from the world in order to connect to ourselves, to our family, and to God in a deeper way. That's what why we make Kiddush. And the animal sacrifices are a means of elevating the physical world in order to connect to God. That is the ultimate goal of Judaism, is to bring God in to physicality, to bring spirituality into physicality, not to disconnect from the physical, on the contrary, to connect to the physical, but utilizing it as a means to connect to God. So the definition that I always give is that of Kedusha is the right time, the right place, the right way, and for the right reason. It doesn't mean disconnecting from physical pleasure. It doesn't mean being celibate, fasting, not uh, not speaking, not sleeping. It means utilizing all the pleasures and all the things that exist in the world, but as a means to connect. So holiness is not about what you don't do. It's what you do, what you do, and how you do what you do.
So the goal of Judaism is to uplift the physical world. And that's the idea of a mitzvah. A mitzvah means a commandment, but it also comes to the word safsa, which means a connection. Mitzvahs are physical actions. How you, what you eat, how you eat, how you conduct your business, how you speak, how you engage in family life and marriage. All the physical things of regular life, but how do you do it in a way that uplifts the physical and uplifts yourself? That is the theme of Judaism. So what, what did Aaron's sons do wrong by going into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, this place of complete spirituality, is that if we look at all the things that they did, that, they're, that the Talmud says they did wrong, they were drunk. What does it mean they were drunk? So different commentaries explain that they were drunk with their love for God. They wanted so much to connect to God that they didn't get married. They didn't have children. They didn't wash their hands and feet. They went into the Kodesh HaKadoshim without being commanded. They wanted to give their life up for God. That's what this, this, this foreign fire that they brought. They were burning up for their, with their love for God. And they literally burned up. They left this world. Their desire to connect to God was so strong that they left this world. And the, the, the Orchayim, HaKadosh, famous Moroccan Kabbalist says that they died with something called the Nashika, the kiss of God. And it's the way that righteous people die is that, that God comes down and kisses their soul and their soul leaves their body. It says, but there's one difference. Normally God comes down. In this case, they went up to God and kissed him that their souls literally leapt out of their bodies and that's the desire of the soul the soul is compared to a flame a flame is constantly leaping off of the candle trying to go up and go higher and higher that's the soul the soul wants to be consumed in the infinite oneness it doesn't want to be separate from god we live in such isolated individualistic small lives we're so disconnected from unity and there's so much loneliness in the world because in reality, our bodies are just are just isolating, but our souls are connected. And we'll talk more about this later this week when we talk about Lagba Omer, the uh, holiday that celebrates Kabbalah in many ways, which is the science of learning to connect to the soul. On the soul level, we're all connected. And, and I don't know if you've ever had a soul moment, a spiritual moment in your life where you felt bigger than yourself. You know, it might be an experience of love when you just feel... You're so connected in unity with another, with a child, with a parent, with a spouse. It could be a moment of just inspiration, cl looking, maybe climbing a mountain. You get to the top of the mountain, you look out over this vast expanse, and you just feel so big, so connected. You want to just fly on top of the world. Um, it could be part being part of a team, a sports team, or an orchestra or a political movement, or a war, uh, an army, a nationalism, a, 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 a movement of some sort for social justice, where you feel so connected to something bigger than yourself. That's a spiritual experience. That's something bigger than you. But the thing that's the biggest thing, the biggest thing we can connect to is God, because God is oneness. God, and God is, is the source and the place of everything. That's the greatest experience of spirituality that we can connect to is being expanding ourselves to connect to our source, the source of everything, where everything has its source, where everything is unified, where everything is connected. That's, that's, that's what it means to lose yourself in a spiritual experience, to recognize that your body is 
keeping you back from the unlimited potential of your soul. So Aaron's sons died because they leapt out of their body. Their souls leapt out of their bodies. But, and the Torah says that's not the way. That's not what God wants for us. God wants to live in our bodies. God wants us to be physical, to be contained within the physical world, to, to connect him through the world. That's what's so unique about the Torah is that the Torah gave us a means of seeing God but not burning up. And uh, so they died specifically on the eighth day because the number eight, as we've discussed many times, represents that which is beyond the world. Number seven represents seven days of the week, the physical world, completion of the physical world. The number eight represents the supernatural. They literally jumped into the eighth dimension, but in a way that wasn't viable, that couldn't continue to exist within this world. Hashem, on the contrary, Judaism wants to bring the eighth dimension in to the seventh, as we talked about last week, to bring spirituality into physicality, that you can continue to live while having a relationship with God. So, ultimately, Hashem says to the Jewish people, there is a place, a time and a place for everything. And there's a time and a place for complete disconnection from the world in order to be like Aaron's sons. Do you know when that is? Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is one day, the holiest quote-unquote day of the year, when we can completely disconnect from the world in order to connect to Hashem, where we are celibate, where we don't wash our hands and we're free. We don't wash. We don't care about the physical world. We fast and we're celibate because that's a day of complete connection to spirituality, but one day a year. That's the day when the Kohen Gadol, the holy, the high priest, goes into the Kodesh HaKadoshim and he brings an incense offering. One day a year, we get to be like Aaron's sons. But the rest of the year, we have to be physical. We have to live in a physical world. And it's interesting to note that Purim is a, is a day when we also are completely connected to spirituality. But on that day, we do it through eating and specifically getting drunk. Once again, just like Aaron's sons. So there's definitely an incredible connection here. And it's interesting to note that after we complete the discussion of Yom Kippur, we talk about forbidden relationships, all sorts of different ancestral forbidden relationships. And uh, it's one extreme to the other. Yom Kippur is one extreme way of living. Complete disconnection and all these animalistic relationships are the other extreme. Complete animalism, complete attachment to the body. And neither extreme is the goal. The goal is the balance in between. So that's the connection between these two parshas. Kedusha is, again, disconnection from everything in order to connect in a real way. A prostitute is an example of someone who is connected to everyone. And connection to everyone means connection to no one. True relationship means cutting out the things that take away from that relationship. And that's what we do on Shabbos. We disconnect from all the things that are pulling us away from what really matters. And that's why the Kaddish prayer that we say, Yiskadal v'yiskadash, God's name should be made great. There's no mention actually of the death 
or the departed. What we're really saying is that there's an emptiness in the world now because someone left the world. We feel a little disconnected from God. So we, we pray that Hashem's name should be made more Kadosh. Yiskadav Yiskadash. Your name should be greater and more Kadosh. More connection to Hashem should come into the world because of this disconnection that we experience through death. And someone who dies, Al-Kiddush Hashem, someone who gives their life up through sanctifying Hashem's name, what they're really declaring in that moment, we'll discuss more next week, is that Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is the only reality. That's what it means, Kiddush Hashem, to sanctify God's name. But we will, again, discuss that more in depth next week. So, And that's finally why in Parshas Kedoshim we are bombarded with different mitzvahs because a mitzvah is a, an act of connection. And when a person does a mitzvah, what he's saying is that it's not about do, living this world the way I want to live it. It's about taking everything in the world and doing it in a way that's going to connect me further to my source further further to spirituality in a balanced way that enables me to live in this world. God wants us to enjoy this world. He wants us to get the greatest possible pleasure in this world and the next world. And in order to do that, it's not just through indulging in physicality because that doesn't last. It's non-sustainable. If you eat a lot of steak, you get sick of steak. Physical pleasures last only temporarily and then you're left empty. We don't. Our needs aren't filled through indulging in physicality. It's Physicality doesn't bring pleasure. It brings very temporary pleasure. But connecting to spirituality brings long-term pleasure, fulfillment, happiness, meaning, growth, giving, connection, learning, accomplishing. These are all the things that we really want. That's what we really want in this world. That's long-term pleasure. Sam wants to give us ultimate pleasure in this world and the next world in a way that we can exist. And that's the idea of all of Judaism, is how can we have a relationship with infinite oneness without burning up? That means in this world, we have to connect to spirituality through physicality in order that in the next world, when this world is removed and the screen is taken away and we're able to see God, we don't burn up in the oneness. We're able to sustainably connect the oneness. It's not about dissolving in the oneness. It's not about giving ourselves up for God, as the goal is, I believe, in Buddhism, which is ceasing to exist, going back into the oneness. We want to connect to oneness while existing so that we can enjoy the pleasure of that connection. Because God's goal was not that everything should go back to oneness. His goal was that other should experience oneness, that other can enjoy the greatest possible pleasure of connection to him. That's the reason that God created the world, because God is absolute oneness, infinite perfection, doesn't need to do anything. The reason he created the world is that we should also experience connection to infinite perfection, infinite oneness. So that means that we have our goals in life are to perfect ourselves, to become more God-like, to become a giver like God is the ultimate giver, to learn to give, to do mitzvahs which build relationship with God, that we should have that pleasure of connection to oneness. And then ultimately when we leave this world, that we should actually be able to bliss out on seeing and experiencing and tasting that oneness because we came having earned it and not burning up while coming close to God. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to uh, seeing you again soon. Have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.